What's up, everyone? It's Sheena from Cafecito with Sheena. And we have my number one co-host, Ephraim. We cannot do Cafecito with Sheena without Ephraim. So what's up, E? Oh, welcome what's back. Going on? <laughs> it's been a minute. Been a long time. Let me see. Wait, I'm a little thicker, I think. <laughs> 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 right? yeah, yeah, yeah. We look good though. We look good. No, yeah. I, I, but we're going to, this is new, bringing back Cafecito as a podcast, which I'm really excited. And we're kind of going to go back to the basics. And I know some OG followers know who we are and who you are. But for anybody that's new, that's listening, tell us a little bit about you who Ephraim is, where you're from, or what you do, where you come from, all the good stuff. Yeah, uh, um, for anybody new, uh, my name's Ephraim Maldonado. I'm originally from Lower East Side, Manhattan. Um, pretty much grew up there my entire life, but, you know, bounced around a bit. And uh, I've been now in the tax industry since 2019. It was first introduced to me through family i joined a partnership and ended up expanding and now completely independent uh earns six figures through filing taxes and additional services now that you know things have picked up i i can't complain uh it's been exciting and you know hopefully if we can keep the ball rolling yeah so let's backtrack I know, yeah. long story long, we both met in 2019 in the tax partnership program that we were associated with. And obviously for you, it's completely changed your life. But what were you doing be- before 2019? Yeah, before 2019, I was actually, uh, I had several jobs. At one point, I was working at a hotel as a houseman. And housemen, basically, you're in charge of picking up the linen, dropping off the linen, uh, stripping units and stuff like that. And then uh, from there, I moved to front desk. And after front desk, ended up being full-time at a warehouse. And that was like maintenance slash picking up trash. And I was unhappy. Like, the, the way that they treated you, you were just a number, like, through and through. My hours were insane. You know, bills were up to my neck. It was nuts. Yeah. Did you ever think that you would become a tax professional, not only a tax professional, but be able to make six figures and be able to leave that hustle paycheck to paycheck mentality? No, not really. I would like, and I say it because I truly didn't. I think I was... I wasn't content with where I was, but I kind of settled with where I was. And, you know, at the time, you know, I had somebody ask me like, you know, what is it that you want to do? And, you know, my answer was like, none, I'm just going to stay here and apply for, you know, a better position that pays. But like, for me, I was just settling as to, you know, what would I have been doing? I will, what, maybe a supervisor, maybe. And even then, still just not enough, you know, still in the corporate chain and still in the corporate world and dealing with, you know, the the day-to-day BS. I really didn't think that I would 
even make the transition to this. So like, you know, when it was introduced to me, it was something fresh, it was something new, but you know, I knew that I would do well at it because, you know, I have the common understanding for it. I'm trustworthy. A lot of people, you know, I'm, I'm in good graces with a bunch of people and I haven't ever wronged anyone in that sense. You get me? So I yeah. feel like it's, it's helped me excel in this part. And, you know, I take a lot of the things that I've learned from that corporate side and even, you know, as a smaller, a smaller person, I take it into this and I, you know, you, you know how to deal with people, you know, how things work, you have a better understanding. You can resonate with some of these people and, you know, bond with them in a sense and, you know, sick earning six figures from home off of a freaking laptop, you know, it, it, it's a little crazy, but you know, it is what it is. And it's, it's changed a lot for me. Now I know, but the listeners might not know you quit the job a year after the partnership. Yeah. Uh, I, um, so with the partnership, I know some people may have questions or whatever the case may be with the partnership. Um, uh, you know, you would see weekly pay based on your performance, right? You file X amount of taxes. Uh, you know, you charge this person this much, your fee gets taken out and you get your cut and so on and so forth. And I remember at like four o'clock in the morning, I pull into the, the parking lot and I look at my phone and, you know, I'm always, I was always the person like, let me check my chase. Let me check my chase because yeah. you know, like, <laughs> it's just what it was. Yeah. You live paycheck to paycheck that you gotta, you, you gotta do that. Like, I'm used to either the overdraft or, you know, like seeing very, very minimal. And for me, it was like, Jesus, with this job, I had only made what, like close to $30,000 for the year with working at the warehouse. And the amount of pay that I saw for one week was way past what I earned in the year for that job. And that for me, it was like, this is just one week. And this is the first month of tax season. We still have three more, like uh -huh. what am I doing? You know, I rather just put all my, all my eggs into this basket and just fully focus on this because I really, I, I'm not happy here. And yeah. I remember I looked at my phone, I, I, turned it up like I, I closed it real fast. I took a breath and I pulled right out of the parking lot and they never saw me again. They called, never saw me again. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't even give notice. No, they, those people treated everyone so rough. Like, I, I don't want to say, you know, crabby, but they, they really did. They didn't, you know, oh, like I as much no as- idea. I thought you put like, you went in, you gave you two weeks notice. My man went like, Parked the car and was like, never mind. <laughs> I'm going back home. Uh, completely bust the U-turn out of that parking lot. I was in my parking space and everything, and I got the hell out. I know. I had no like, idea that you did that. I thought you genuinely like were like, I'm giving my two weeks notice. No, I, I didn't even want to give them that. They, as bad as it sounds, they didn't deserve it. I, I, you know, it was one of those jobs where you, your kids are sick and you can tell them that your kids are sick and they didn't care. Yeah. You know, like it was, nah, you got to come in. Oh, you know, there's a birthday coming. Nah, you got, 
you know, just it was something like that. So they didn't deserve that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. We've been there. We've we've yeah. been there a lot, a lot. So since you started, you know, doing taxes and being an entrepreneur, what has changed? So it's where you started in 2019. Now we're in 2023, about to be in 2024, whenever people listen to this. What has changed for you? I think the biggest thing that I will say first is being able to be there with family. Because that, that was something that I didn't have initially. Um, I, I, I couldn't have that because all my time was invested into this job. And by the time I got out, I was beat. Like, beat my back would hurt everything and now it's like i have all of that i have my time with my kids i have the time with family i can do all these things and i don't have to miss out on anything obviously you know financially i'm in a better space i'm i'm, I'm happier there are things that i want that i know that i can get yeah. um that really helps you know it, it, it's a big burden off of my shoulders beyond that i mean you know, professionally. Well, you, bought, you bought a few properties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, houses, uh, vehicles, different things. So I, I can't complain. But, it, you know, for the vehicle stuff, it's more materialistic, I guess. But, you know, it's small things that make me happy that I wasn't able to afford during, the, during you know, back then that now I'm able to. And yeah, but you you're know, investing I'm, I'm, in real estate, so you have to look at it as like you're creating oh, yeah. generational wealth for your kids. 100%, you know, like yeah. if to, God to forbid you it. pass away, there's that, you know, for the kids. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. You know, it's put my kids in better programs, better schools, you know, just it, it, it's changed a lot. And the thing is, like, you and I, we barely scratched the surface with it, you know? Like, this yeah. is still the beginning. It's still a baby. We're still nurturing it. We're even still learning through it. And even though we're teaching people certain things, you know, it's every day or every year is still where we're learning and we're going through. And, you know, I, I, I don't take it for granted. I, I wake up every day and I know that I got to work my butt off, but. You know, it, it just rewards in tenfold what it's been able to give back. Yeah, I hear you. Well, I I feel like businesses, small businesses, they they start hitting their like peak, and this like momentum of growth once like your five hits, because by then you you figured out like your foundation, your structure. You know, like in order for you to make an extra like five grand, what do you need to do? Whether it's hire somebody to bring in that extra five grand or increase your, like you already know, like the foundations to it. I think like the first five years is, is a lot of trial and error, trial and error to get into a sweet spot of, of business. Right. So you you offered obviously tax preparation fee uh, t- i mean tax prep through me you offer bookkeeping but what else are you now providing your your clientele since you started 
so yeah, uh, you know, obviously tax prep, uh, we're, we've been dabbling a lot more with, um, tax planning because I think that's something that's been far too essential. You know, you're, you're going to get your, your normal clients, your annual clients or whatever that things change. They get a new job, they end up self-employed or whatever, and they have these questions and it's like, you know, how can I make money through this now? And how can I help this client see the value in it and actually save? So with those things, like, you know, we got to dive into a bit of tax planning for you and let's go into, okay, let's make sure you're making these payments. Let's take a look at your pay. Let's, you know, all of these different things. Apart from that, you know, um, notary, notary has been so big here, um, within my community. And I guess mm -hmm. like the, the well, notary route has been. I was just going to say, are you doing mobile notary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the mobile notary route helps out a lot, you know? Are you pulling up to these people's properties in your bougie car? Well, no, it's not, it's not even me. Um, um, my, my, uh, stepmom, she's actually a, a notary. Okay. So, you know, when we have something, uh, you, you know, right type of documents if it's worth going out to then obviously we do because you know you, you can that it, it really depends if it's a small simple school document or something like that 10 15 bucks 30 bucks whatever but then it, when you really dive like into it if it's real estate related yeah. or something related or anything like that then you know you charge more for it based on that and you know you take a small fee and let them keep the rest so you know, things like that, that, that has been going great, you know, um, those so far have been the main thing. And then, um, lately what I've been doing also to eventually roll it out is, um, classes, not to where I'm starting my own partnership or anything like that. That's not yeah. something that interests me. Um, just because I know how I am and how I know I am. And for me to be able to do that, I would have to make sure that everyone does everything you know, following suit and making sure that we're, we're all on page. And that's a lot to handle. Um, for me, it's been more educating. So I've been recording videos, um, you know, on the side and teaching people how to utilize credits, why these credits, you know, changes. Yeah. Yeah. Of, yeah things like that. that Are you, you know, planning to put it on the website? Yeah. Uh, that, that's exactly what I intend to do. So, uh, through those recordings, I eventually want to start a subscription service for, you know, let's say DIYers or my current clients and, or, you know, anybody that want that, that already currently practices, uh, taxes, they can subscribe and, you know, it'll have different tiers of that subscription and they'd be able to have a library of things that they'd like yeah. to utilize. If you want to learn how to use, you know, a specific credit, you'll find that there and you'll be able to subscribe and have access to that. And, you know, it'll help you. And obviously beyond just showing you how explaining, because I feel like some people just tell in this industry and just tell you, and then they throw a publication at you. And that's not really enough where I'd like to kind of go more into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually really smart, though, because I had a client, one of my bookkeeping clients that got audited by the state of New Jersey. But this was like 
prior to her starting with me, she the, the years that she was audited for. So I obviously had to assess the project to see how much it was going to be. And in reality, I didn't know much about it because it was payroll. It was in Ooh. retrospect of payroll. So I went into like a bunch of, you know, the groups that we're in trying to find somebody. And I found a woman that specializes in payroll across the U.S. And she has that. She has two options. It's one, you can pay for a downloadable training Mm -hmm. or you can pay for a one-on-one training with her. And it's like a three-hour training that's broken up. And she records the trainings and provides it to you. And helps with the audit. So she's like, I love doing these. She's like, I get a chunk of revenue from this. And I also provide the students the videos that the recordings of our training so that they could refer back to in the future. Um, And she's like, you know, when slow season happens, she's like, I, you know, I still make enough money off of this. Yeah, that's what you want in a sense, because in all reality, we we get a good three, four months where it's very, very strong. And majority of our clients, let's say, are, you know, individual 1040s. You know, you don't really get too, too many businesses unless that's something that you truly specialize in and, you know, you keep everything in house. But you have to, I guess, more so in this industry, you have to have additional services and things to keep you busy during the off season so that you can supplement income or you can increase. And now the way that everything is, you know, it's like either you're making content and getting paid from content or you Mm -hmm. have subscription services, you know, we don't pay for cable, but we pay for Netflix, Peacock, this, 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 it's all supplemented. It all looks like you're paying a cable bill and in in the long run, everything is just subscription based. But I feel like you really win and your, you know, your audience really wins when it's a subscription based platform that has benefit because sometimes you pay for things monthly and there's nothing ever there. There's nothing valuable, but if you have you in the material and the source and the video, you know, goes down into detail or you can provide, you know, let's just say tier one is just videos tier two, you know, you get one video a month or tier three, you get access to a specific amount of one-on-ones along with videos and explanations. There's, you know, that's where they start to see the value of it. And then it's like, well, for 25, I get this guy for 25 a month. I get this guy to, you know, come in and actually break down how this works uh, you know i'm all in and when you yeah. go to look at it oh 25 and there's five subscribers you know you, you, you're starting to make that and when it's a residual that's what you really want yeah you think you're ever gonna do a brick and mortar or like a we work i don't I, I don't know I, I mean it's very very hard to say i think at a certain point eventually it would have to be done if you hit a certain if you hit a certain point, then yes, it, it, it definitely is. Uh, with the way that I'm going currently, you know, like obviously it's upward. I'm still managing everything, you know, mobile. So I don't see the benefit yet in putting into a brick and mortar and paying light and paying, you know, internet and yada, yada, yada. Whereas, you know, right now I'm able to 
cut the costs on those things and just keep everything right here in house. But at some point or another, you know what, let's just say, you know, you, you reach 2000, 3000 clients, you're not going to be able to do it all by yourself. You're going to need yeah. more preparers and you're going to need a facility to, you know, where everybody comes together and, you know, it's just, you're shy, you're shy. You're about to hit a thousand clients. Yeah. 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 You're about so, to okay, so it's around the corner. Yeah, a lot of it just referral based. You know, that's the crazy thing. There's not much advertising. Yeah, you don't have advertising. You post here and there on social media, like you, educational stuff. But it's just yeah. for you, which is astonishing. It's just been straight referral based. Like a lot of people can't say that. You and I, I can't. Well. No, I can't really say that me, it's been strictly referral based. Me, it's like going to networking events is the yeah. thing for me. The, well, you know, going to networking, I always walk out with one client, which the ROI on that is clearly, uh, you know, like 80%. So, um, but yeah, that that's really like, you should tap yourself on the back. Not a lot of people can say that their business is 100% referral base um, yeah. at this level of success because you're already well into the six figures at this point in your business. Mm -hmm. Is there yeah. anything that you're working on behind the scene that you might want to... <laughs> you might want to no. get off? No, I mean, a lot of it is more the how how I intend to just roll out the platform for the videos. I don't just want, you know, I, I don't want it to be eh, like I need it to look appropriate. So, you know, revamping the website is obviously something that's in the works, mm -hmm. uh, you know, tying in the videos to certain things, just, you know, just to make things because, you know, when when we first start out we're happy with just making a website and we're like, okay, cool. Like we yeah. did it. But at a certain point, you know, as you continue to, to get your feet grounded and you're more established, you know, you need your website to look on par with the big dogs. Yeah. So that's really what's, what's the been next, going on. I still yeah, utilize my website and it's still a big target for me, uh, with my audience, but you know, just revamping it and you know, like, in a sense, kind of like what what you did more. Yeah, more a so. rebrand, the refresh. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you get that refresh because your your website looks phenomenal. Is it? You know, it, it, it transitions well. The colors yeah, are there. I paid it, a lot of money for it. It better. <laughs> yeah, it better look good. It does. It does. It transitions well. The colors are. You know, like it's it's catchy too. You understand? It's not something that's just nah. You know, and you yeah. stand by your work active on uh, you're active on your instagram with updating people about anything you know it, it, it's fun and it's edgy and i think in this industry it's a lot of it has changed we make it look cool versus what most people you know the traditional suit tie older yeah. person we, I, yeah you, i you feel have. like our like the generation of tax preparers or tax professionals that have come about in like the last five years have been more uh, edgy, more modern, like 
not your average, what I call not your average accountant, not your mom or dad's accountant, you know, um, which makes it different, but it's also hard because when you do get those like older clients, it's difficult to like navigate because all the young ones, you could be like, hey, like I'm going to send you access to the client portal and it's like a breeze with them. But then you get like the older generation and it's like, revert back to the old school way of doing things because they're not tech savvy yeah uh it, it is that way yeah, it's true you know like you're gonna get people that judge you based off of your age based off your appearance especially you know for me i know that i do house calls too not just prepare from from that's home. right you do house calls i i do house calls so it's like there are young people that refer me to older couples and for me, I show up in, you know, a, a t-shirt and sweatpants and sneakers, and they're like, you know, and you're like, hi. And they don't know that you speak Spanish. Right. It's not until you either speak Spanish or you start talking professionally or you actually are upfront with them, you know, like just because someone has a suit and tie in this business doesn't make them better than you. Oh, 100%. Um, There's a, I'm uh, not going to say the name, but there is a CPA in New Jersey. I've had three of his clients come to me. Three. Two of them are like bookkeeping tax clients and... Uh, People need to know that just because they have a CPA at the end of their first and last name doesn't necessarily mean that they know what they're doing. I've had to oh. clean up so much of the nonsense that this some of them have prepared taxes forever. I've met CPAs that don't prepare taxes. Um, I've met a CPA, what, uh, I want to say a month ago. Uh, Fully licensed everything. Never touched the tax return. Never. Like, ever. Out of touch with credits. Has no idea what goes on what. Could not read a transcript for me for one of their clients. Wow. I couldn't read a transcript. Couldn't do any of that. And for us, you know, let's just say we're the little, we're the little dogs in it when we're just, you know, a tax professional. And, you know, there's no really you don't have to take a test to go do this and this and this, you know, you know it's a, but some of them, they're not in the field. Some of them, they have that behind their name or in front of their name and they really never practice anything. Most people just think that they need the CPA because the name, but it yeah. doesn't want them to do anything. Yeah. So I know what I would tell somebody that wants to get into the industry what would yeah. you advise if somebody comes to you and it's like Ephraim, like I, I admire you. I see your success. And like, you know, I'm trying to change my life. I'm trying to get this work-life balance. I'm interested in becoming a tax professional. What would you tell them? Um, it's, it's tough because I'm no longer in a partnership. So I can't just tell somebody, this is what you're going to do. And this is, um, you know, I, I think you and I, we touch base on these things kind of behind the scenes. Um, yeah. you know, at, at some point I think it could be cool to offer 
teaching people how to build their business from the ground up. You don't have to be an LLC in order to start your business, um, in order to prepare taxes and have your LLCs when we started. I I didn't get my LLC until like a year later. Yeah, uh, you you don't need it. You know, some people actually, even though we establish LLC, some people operate their tax firms uh, as sole proprietors. So I think, you know, kind of touching base, kind of backtracking a bit. I think, you know, with someone that is asking about those things, I think, you know, it'd be cool to offer, you know, a service in a sense to kind of teach them, if you're going to build your business, here's how you're going to build it from the ground up where no one's taking this from you. No one's taking this. You're going to front the cost for everything for yourself. Some people enjoy that the, the cost is fronted for them but you pay more in the long run doing it that way. Yeah. Um, Whereas, well, let's just say you have the capital on hand and you want to change something. Perfect. Here's the software. Here's the training. Here's the, you know, here's how you go ahead and get your, your, your firm number, all of these different things to get someone really established. But the first thing is, you know, <laughs> training, what software is it that you're going to utilize and reading a, a lot of the material you know a lot of a lot of people jump into this and they never gain a client their entire time because one it may be a saturated market let's just say um or two just what you're outputting you know uh what you're outputting content wise or just what you're outputting in general it just doesn't really hold any value i've seen posts that go viral for someone explaining the earned income credit and it's like it's not even a credit that you have to do anything for as a prepare. It populates in your system, but they go viral and all of a sudden they end up with an extra 200, 300 people as clients. And they tell them that that's something that they did, you know, it just those things in a sense, I guess. Yeah. The one thing I do have to say, and I think we've said this so many times, even when we were teaching, um, groups is that, don't compare your story or your situation to the next. Um, and don't expect your friends or family to to support you because they're usually the last ones. Once you're once you're thriving and you're successful is when they're coming like, oh, yeah, can you come and help me? And yeah. you're like, yep, it's 250. <laughs> you miss you, no. you missed the cutoff of when it was free. A hundred percent. I actually had this conversation with someone who just joined the partnership. I swear to God, uh, they just joined the partnership. This person had come to me in tax year 2020 and they were like, oh, can you look at my taxes? And I'm like, you know, that's a friend, like very, very close. Um, and I, I go to look at the taxes and I, I explain to them, like, this is where you're going wrong. This is what you did. This is my second year, mind you. So, you know, you're still giving out free advice without understanding that you're, that you're giving out free advice. And I'm advising this person of this, 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 this. And in the end of it, person doesn't even follow me. They take all the information that I give them and go on TurboTax and run with it. And yeah. sure enough, now they're in a partnership and they're having the issues of, you know, what do I do? I'm telling people that I file taxes and, you know, nobody in the group chat has really said anything. No one's really mentioned anything. They're not saying anything. And, you know, I kind of, I, 
I kind of let them know in a sense, you got to understand that this comes with it. You kind of got to roll with the punches. You're going to tell your friends and family, and it may not be because they don't believe in you. It may not be because certain things, it's just some people are comfortable with who they're, who they they're are. going to yeah. are doing their own thing already on their own. And he's like, yeah, but you know, I try to make them understand the value of certain things. Like I'm comparing my prices with TurboTax prices. And when I look at it, TurboTax is on is only $12 cheaper. Why not just give the $12 extra to me where you have someone physical? I said, it's hard because some people will not see that value until they've one messed up or you show them and what it is that they're doing. You have to, you know, you got to kind of put yourself out there and show them. So like they're going through what we went through and you know, we kind of roll with the punches and you have to have tough skin in this industry. So I, you know, give them a, a, a couple pointers and let them know, you know, it's not going to be easy. It isn't going to be overnight. You know, set your expectations to where they're believable because everyone usually comes in and goes, how many clients did you have your first year? And my first year was amazing. But some yeah. other people's first year. My, my, yeah, my first year, I, I had, uh, I think I had gotten 30 clients, which was enough to pay the initial investment. That's, right. that's essentially what it was. It paid back the initial investment and I was content with that because that was my goal. If I mm -hmm. went over it, I was like, great. But like that literally was my goal was to hit the revenue for the investment that I ha had initially put into it. Yeah, I think that's like the best expectation to go in with. Go in and say, how much have I invested? This is what I'm going to charge and this is how many clients I need in order to make this investment back. So if I spent 10 grand, I want to divide that 10 grand by my price that I, that it costs mm -hmm. me to prepare taxes. And you know, if I need 19 clients, then the 19 is what I'm going to get because yep. if I can break even, I'm happy. But you know, if you set your expectation too high, you're going to feel like you you're not getting there even if you just get 19 you get maybe yeah. you hit nine you have to set goals in you know in small doses yeah yeah for sure now to wrap this all up what's uh i obviously on my page you're always finding finance tip and money mantras but do you either have a finance tip that you want to give to the listeners or um a financial mantra that you really like that you repeat to yourself, whether it's on a daily basis or when the tax season comes around. I think for me, um, I try to remind myself as a self-employed individual, all of the money that I get is not mine. This is not like, this is not yours. All of it is not yours. Um, I think we make that common mistake because we earn so much that we feel like you know, why is the IRS going to come and take 20,000 from me? Why are they going to do this? It's yeah. like, you got to understand, you know, there's no withholdings to it. So you got to keep it aside. But for so, me, I always tell my, like, all of this is not yours. All of it is not yours. All of it is not yours. All of the time. I earn something, put some aside, earn something, put some aside because taxes don't play. <laughs> yeah. No, they don't. We know that. No, they don't. I'm not looking forward to my tax bill next year. 
it's probably the oh no i'll take it back it'll be my second year having to pay a tax bill but this time it's gonna be bigger than last yeah this one hurt me this year but you know there's there's obviously things that i know that i have to put in place even for myself if i continue to grow yeah and yeah it'll only it'll only get better but this was a good catching up session Absolutely. And I'm going to have you back on the podcast because per usual, we're the dynamic duo that everybody loves. I'm Next time we'll it. probably put a, 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 what is it, question box so that they can throw some questions at us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, we'll go in and answer everything. I'm, I'm all for it. So, you know, you let me know when and I'm there. All right, man. Thank you for right. joining and for chatting with me today, I'll talk to you either way via text per usual. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk soon, okay? All right, bye. All right. Bye.